We are entering, well, we are entering an era of great blessings for the church. Remember, and I have said it, and we have said it, and we'll continue to say it. Anything that God may have for you, unless you activated it, it will not happen. Don't ever say, well, God says. I know God says. Whatever God says, if you don't activate what he says, you won't receive it. And you activate it by faith believing. By faith believing. So when I'm telling you that we are entering an era of extreme blessings, the first thing you have to do is believe it. Because we, you know what, how I know that we are entering an era of extreme blessing? Because there is extreme ugly things that are happening around us. Ugly things that are happening around us. Ugly. Everything that is taking place is with our children, with our teachers, with what they want to teach us, with what they want to change. I'm telling you, uh, we are already in a mode, a persecution mode. It's in direct persecution, but we will be in a direct persecution because the culture needs to be changed. They want to be changed in the culture. To change the culture, you got to uh, cancel God and his principles. That's why things that were, the Bible says it. The last days, you're going to see that they will call good things that were bad and will call bad things that were good. It's a total change. What do you mean change the things that are good into bad? The things that are good are the things that God says. <laughs> the things that are good are the good, the things that God says. And the bad things are the ones the devil says. Even though he may say it through other channels. Could be through the teachers teaching your child. Could be in economics, could be in this, could be in that, or whatever it may be. Good things are going to be changed more and more and be called bad when they were good. And the good ones will be called bad. So those good things will be canceled. They need to be canceled. And where do they come from? From God and the Bible. So in other words, we have to be aware of what's happening, first of all. The Bible says we have to be aware of times. We need to be aware of how bad it is in order for us to realize it's going to be good for us. But you cannot be surprised. If you are surprised, you're in, you're in bad shape. If you don't know what's happening, and then all of a sudden you see your child reacting in a weird manner. If you see that it's a problem, you're going to go to the supermarket and everything is, is every time is more and more expensive. If your gasoline is expensive, if this and that, the crime, all this area, everything, the politics, everything you're seeing out there is bad and weird. You get surprised, then you will not be able to project your faith. You got to know what's happening that you can, listen to me, that you can laugh at it. And you can laugh at it if you know 
that God is with you and in the middle of uh, famine, in the middle of famine, famine, you know, famine is uh, an extreme of lack, a condition of lack of extremities. Could be lack of money, could be lack of food, could be lack of love, could be lack. A famine is a dryness. And in the middle of famine, God promised that you will prosper. Would you believe this? Because things are going to go bad for everybody. But then you got to know the word. You got to know what Psalms 91 says. Verse 7, you got to know what the, what the psalm says. A thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right side, but it will not come near you. Amen. What do you mean? I mean, that's heavy. That is heavy. That's a lot of people falling, and I'm the only one that I will not be touched. Why? Because you believe that God says you are protected in the famine. Give the Lord a hand. So the more I see the times and how bad things are and how terrible things may, may, could be, may happen to be, the more I got to get into the word to see what God says about these times and realize that, yes, we're in these prophetic times that the Bible speaks about. And there are other factors that show me not only the bad things show me that we are in the bad things that the Bible says it's going to be, and they're happening, and then I know we're in this time. But there are other things. For example, the Bible says that one of the signs that we know that we are in the entering the last days is the advancement of science and the technology. I mean, it has advanced. People, when I, when I was a little, I mean, a bunch of years, but it's not that much. Yeah, you say a lot, yeah. And, uh, but I remember in Cuba, in Cuba, I, uh, we had one telephone, and it was nailed to the wall. I has a little thing, you know, every receptor you hit, you get it out, and then you talk, and you have a disc. So you can have somebody... If the phone rings, you got to go get it there. Nobody can get the phone out of the wall. I mean, you, you know, and now, in the car, only the extreme rich people had telephones in the car. And it was a big box that was connected to an operator. And they get, you see them saying, hello? Operator, please give me this number. So, and now, you got a telephone. Amazing. What I mean to say the advancement, of course, you young people were born in this period of time. You don't have the capacity of, of compare. But for those of us that can compare, we say, wow, tremendous advancement. And you young people, this is not a great advancement because you were born into it. But for me, that was born not into it, I can see how it has advanced. And as I see how it has advanced, I know that the Bible says in the last time, science will, you know, definitely be advanced. 
So there are many things that we are seeing right now that uh, they harden of people's heart. These people out there that will never forgive you for nothing. As a matter of fact, right now, people are looking for trash that you may have in order to put you down. It's not just that you did something and they don't want to forgive you. It's that they are looking for something that you have done and probably even have repented and want to bring it out to light. These are things that the Bible says, people with a hard heart. So as we know the times we're living in, the bully, all these things are there. The, so as we know they are in these weird times, it's when we have to realize that the promises of God are for me. And they are for me in a way that I cannot, by no means, by no means, I, um, I can doubt it. Because listen, if you doubt them, then you cancel them. You see, God does not only show you his will, but knowing his will will not help you. What do you mean? You have to know how to activate the will. If something that you have is not activated, it's like you have money. And you have it in the bank. And you are hungry, you have to pay your, your rent. You got to go to the bank, you got to do something. Because that money in the bank, even though it's yours, and nobody can touch it but you, it will not help you at all unless you activate it. You got to go to the bank and, little, uh, uh, you know, fill the little form and then they give you the money and then you use it. You have to activate what's yours or it's like if you don't have it. The promises of God are for you, but you have to activate them. Yeah. And the basic for activation is faith. That's why the Bible says the just shall live by faith. We're going to have to enter into another level. These are the last days, and are going to be tough days. So it will require of you a greater level of believing, but a greater level of benefits are going to be bestowed upon you. Amen? And then you see others going down but you will not go down with them even though you will be tempted to believe that you might go down. You cannot believe you might go down because you believe you might go down means you are really uh, not believing totally the word of God. You know, you're doubting what God says about your protection and the thousands will fall but will not come near you. It's not easy. But you got to start, it's like a runner. The runner cannot, I use, this, use this example many times, the runner cannot start uh, exercising or preparing himself in the day of the running. Have to be before that, weeks, months before. You're going to have to start preparing yourself for the day that the bad day may arrive. That you can laugh at it because you know you're going to win your race. But if you are, if you are surprised, 
eso, you will enter into fear. If you are surprised what may happen in your neighborhood, if you are surprised what happened to your neighbor, if you are surprised what happened in your job, if you are surprised what they tell you, you're going to lose your job. If you are surprised if they single you out and call you racist, you don't know what they're going to do with you. Because, you know, I tell you that because they say the Bible, right now they say the Bible is racist. So if I believe in the Bible, they're going to call me a racist. So you're going to have to not allow nothing to enter. Even though it may be presented to you, it will not enter because the Holy Spirit, it will dress you with the love of the Father. And his promises are activated by your faith and will create a shield that whatever they may desire, which is bad against you, will never penetrate your heart. Say amen. amen. Say nothing bad will penetrate my life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Put your hands toward heaven. Are you, are you receiving what I'm saying here? You got to believe me. You don't believe me. Go home and look outside the window. You see what's happening. And in some neighborhoods, don't open your window when you look out. <laughs> look, Ephesians 3.20. Yes, um, it says, talking about the Lord. It says, and to know, we're going to 19. 19 first. And to know the love of Christ. Everything is based in love. Always remember that. If you want to maintain your faith in a level of a strength, you must maintain your level of love in a high, in a high grade. You follow? In other words, just check yourself. One of the fastest ways to check yourself is to really sincerely Look in yourself and see if you need to forgive somebody. Because forgiveness is a branch, a ramification of love. Of mercy is love. So, check yourself. How do you treat others? How loyal are you? How faithful are you? So, if you can remain walking in love, as they say. You have a great portion of the battle won because the Bible says that faith worketh by love. So faith functions by love, like a machinery that needs oil. The machine is there, great, do many things, but they need the oil to grease all the parts. And then it will be activated. So faith worketh by love. If love is present, remember always this. Because then you can try to apply faith in everything that you have learned. And sometimes it may not work totally or not work at all. Just because your level of love is very low. And if you receive, and it's not a point to ask <laughs> Don't waste your time asking God to give you more love. How many have Jesus in your heart? 
Do you realize that Jesus is God? The Bible says that God is love. So you don't have to ask God for more love. You have to activate what you've got. You got to know that you have it. But because you have it, but I don't act, but you may not have it. You may have something and that you may not be using, but you have it. I want you to know that you have it. You don't ask God for love. You, you thank God for the love you have. And then you start applying it. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is basic for faith. And faith is basic to receive. So I'm connecting everything that you may be able to walk in victory. Because victory is really a form of you showing the God that you believe in. You believe in the God that was made man and that now after three days he rose from the dead and that tomb continues to be empty. We'll give, I'll give him another hand now. <laughs> Let me finish reading this because this is important. It says, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Wow. When the Bible says that passes knowledge, it's already telling me that knowledge has a place and that's it. When you go into Christ, when you go into God, you are elevating yourself in another dimension. Passes knowledge. It means you will not understand because it passes knowledge. There's no way to be explained. There's no way for you to reason it. You follow what I'm saying? And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You know what that means? This is trying to tell us here that when you receive Christ, you receive God because he's Christ. Christ is God. But don't forget, he's saying here, that as you receive Christ, you receive all the fullness of God. All his might, all his power, all his authority is within you. Or, oh, this is wrong. No, but he's God. How what do you mean? Hey, it's what he says here. Don't start trying to reason it out because it's telling you already it will pass all the knowledge. But you want to bring it down to knowledge. You may be sitting there or in your house watching me now trying to say, well, but this. don't say well, but nothing. Because you say, well, but you are trying to bring it down again in the area of knowledge. It's already telling you before it, telling you, before it tells you that you have all the fullness of God. It's telling you that it passes of knowledge. So it means shut your reasoning. You will not be able to catch, make captive this information. Just receive it and believe it. Why? Because you say so. Because God says so. I mean, we have, we're believing in a God that 
made the, all the worlds and all the stars and all the moons and all the suns. Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is supernatural God. We are believing in an extremely out of our knowledge of God who made everything out of nothing. This has no reasoning at all. So then you have to continue in that pattern of not reasoning because it passes all knowledge. Then comes what religion may not allow you to receive is that you have all the fullness of God within you. The Bible says, the same Bible that says that God made the earth and made the moon and made this and made that and you have believed it is the same Bible that says that you have all the fullness of God and it passes all knowledge. Don't try to think about it. Just believe it. Because if you believe it, you start transforming yourself. Oh my God. You know how could you walk on this earth? And then you have to make a balance because if you really believe it, then you have to walk in humility because it then could take you out of the walk of love. And you may enter into arrogance. You know what I'm trying to tell you here, guys? So it is, it is great to know it, but this knowledge could be bad for you if you don't know how to handle it. Because then you got to push yourself to be more humble and to love more and to forgive more, be more sensitive to everyone else. But for sure, if you are able to manage it and you start thinking of what that really means and meditate in what the fullness of God is, Nothing could stop you. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're receiving. I can see you're receiving. Well, I can see another it's a, a portion that I want to see. This is in, in Colossians. Where is that at? Colossians 3. Was Colossians 3? Where Colossians 3 or 2? No, that's not what I want. Let me see if I find it. Colossians 3. I got so many notes that I sometimes don't even know what I wrote <laughs> because I start studying. I am not very, very inclined to the computers and all that. I still study with books, like in the, the time of the banana. <laughs> and my wife makes fun of me. And it takes me longer. Well, that's how I am. I like to go in this book and do the book and check this and that. And then I make notes. And that's why I preach. I those notes that the Lord shows me certain things. 
But sometimes I cannot find what I wrote with <laughs> my notes. So, find me there what it, Colossians, I think it's three that says, you are complete in Christ. That's what it is. Don't know, where is that at? Where is that at? Colossians 2 9? 2 10? It was great. Okay. What does it say? Put it. 2 10. And ye are complete in him. Why am I complete in him? I am complete in him because I have all the fullness of God in me. Are you seeing this? Now, I remember the first time I read this, I was, I started studying this. I was in the, in the, in the Bible, the Bible college. I said, what it says here, complete in him, but I haven't gotten yet the revelation of the fullness. Because sometimes you know the information, but you could have the information and what I'm telling you here is that it could be the first time you hear it. And sometimes, remember, it's not just what you hear, but how you transfer what you hear, that information to revelation. If it's not revelation, it's just information like uh, who was Abraham Lincoln. I mean, you may know who Abraham Lincoln was. You may even know the name of the mother of Abraham Lincoln, and, that's, and you can go to hell knowing the mother of Abraham Lincoln, because it's just information. What revelation really impacts your spirit? You hear? So I say, but you mean completing him? How could I be completing him when I still miss it here, when I miss it there? But he's talking about you, not about your flesh, not about your exterior, talking about your inside, talking about your spirit. The real you, where Christ lives, is in your spirit. The fullness of God is in your spirit. That's why you are complete in him. So you've got to get that in us. We've got to get that revelation. Because that revelation is the basic for our faith. Oh, my God. Do you follow what I'm saying? Or you're, don't tell me you're asleep because I'm going to chew your ear. What I'm giving you, man, I am giving you something right now that could change your life if you're smart or make you sleep if you're a dummy because they are dumb Christians and you don't want to be one of them. Raise your hand on the dumb Christians. No. <laughs> I don't want it. This is no time to crush your head or anything like that. No, but listen, this is heavy what I'm telling you. Is your spirit, your spirit is the one that goes to heaven or go to hell. Because you are the spirit. You are not what you see here. This is your body. This is going to be eaten by bugs. Yuck. You know? That's it. And then, of course, it's your soul. Your soul is not your spirit. Your soul is your mind. And uh, your mind, your emotions, and your will. Where your will is where you make decisions. Mind and emotions, intellect and your emotions, or your, your feelings. 
And according to your feelings and your intellect, your will will make decisions. But you are the spirit. Say, I am the spirit. So, you are complete. And that is that coming out from your spirit and affecting your soul, affecting your mind, affecting your, uh, your emotions. That's why as your emotions and intellect are affecting, they will affect your will. You see, boy, so many things that come to my mind. Your, uh, are you following me? So this is fine? Yes. Yeah, I am teaching you know, what I'm doing here. Uh, before you received the Lord, you were dead. What do you mean I'm dead? I'm alive. You were dead. There's different deaths that the Bible speaks and one of those deaths are spiritual death, which means separation from God. So, we were all separated from God because we all have sin. And sin is the basics for separation from God. So, my, the soul is the one that rules. Because the soul is the one that is affected. The soul is your mind, and the soul is your emotions. So your soul, your emotions, controls your will. So you're really ruled, you are ruled by your soul. But all the time your soul has been doing what the flesh wanted to do. Your soul will be inclined to do what your flesh wanted. You want a position in your, in your job? I really don't wish it, but I don't care. If he dies, I'm going to get that position. You know? I'm going to pray for something to happen to him. <laughs> what do you mean? You see, we, whatever you want, how, it doesn't matter. You are number one, you are number two, you are number three. But now you receive Jesus, now your spirit wants to rule. So now your soul is being affected by your flesh and by your spirit. The more we know the word, the more we are bombarding our soul with the word of God and making changes in an area that we're constantly uh, ruled by our flesh. And now it's my spirit trying to, which in my spirit I am complete in Christ. So the more my spirit will affect my soul, the more I mature. And the least or the less times I'm going to be falling into the flesh desires. Once in a while, we, we miss it. But before we used to miss it all the time, now we, we miss it once a week, and maybe once every two weeks, and maybe once a month, and maybe once a year. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Because we're getting better. We're developing. So Christians that have Jesus Christ, they, you cannot get into condemnation because you fall. 
You are in a process like everybody else. And the more you were controlled by your soul with fleshy desires, the tougher it's going to be and the more word you need. The greater the infection, the more that you have to have antibiotics. You follow what I'm saying? So don't be ever condemned. You fall, realize you fall. Ask God for forgiveness. He's love. He'll forgive you. He'll look at your heart. Just for you to acknowledge that you fell, you are showing that your heart is sensitive to the things of God. At any way, you have received the Lord Jesus Christ. So you are complete in Christ. Okay, but I want to, okay, I'm telling you all these things because all those things are important. But we are going back to what I was saying. We are entering an area. A powerful area. A powerful area. An era, an area in an era that is different. And uh, you have to know that the fullness of God is in you. Whatever happens, whatever the news says, whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever your neighbors or relatives will come trying to put fear in you because they're going to be telling you things that are happening. And that are they, as they tell you things that are happening, then they will tell you because of the things that are happening, things that probably will happen, which will be always, you know, a developing of the same, which will be worse. And that creates fear. Don't fall into fear. As a matter of fact, try not even to hear them. When they come, eh, well, look what happened. No, don't tell me. Uh, let me tell you what God says. No, but you got to know what's happening. Hey, I know what happened. I'm not, I know what the times are. You don't have to tell me every little thing that is happening. So I know, but I don't want to be hearing it. Do you want to hear what God says? Nah, you are an extremist. Yes, I am an extremist. Eh? My God is an extremist. Don't allow things when they single you out to put you down. All right? Don't allow things that they will tell you to put you down. You are very precious for the Lord. And as I said, all those that are singling you out, are ones that are going to fall on your side or your right side. And you will see them fall. You will pray for them not to fall, and before they fall, you're going to tell them, because when you tell them, hey, shut up, don't tell me this, I'm going to tell you about Jesus, so he's the one that has to say, well, tell me or don't tell me, because their will are rejecting or receiving in decisions they are making. So are going to come tougher times, but great times for you guys. And I'm talking for the United States, and I'm talking for all the people that are watching me now, in other countries, especially when I, now in my Spanish services, there's a lot of Spanish people in all over the world that watch me. Thousands are, every, every, every Sunday, three, four, five, ten thousand people connected in different parts of Latin America. So, because it's bad everywhere, not only here. It's a movement of the devil. 
It's a movement of the devil. But we're going to move to another, we move to another, uh, another beat. Another, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Another rhythm. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, we got another rhythm. Give me that, give me bam, 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 bam. I'm not going to move at the rhythm of the devil. No, I'm not going to sing what he said for me to sing. I go. 